Alright, hello everyone, and welcome back. The transition to university is a big step, and one filled with unknowns and clouded with worries. And it is my aim to provide you with as much information and knowledge that I can to make this transition as seamless as possible, so you can be prepared for university and enjoy all the opportunities that it has to offer. Today, we will be interviewing yet another alumni from my high school, Kiris Sandu, and asking him general questions that are often raised regarding university. That being said, I hope you find this interview informative and enjoyable. Welcome to episode 6 of The Student Rant. Alright, hello Kira. Hi Sahaj. So, um, I think to kick this off, uh, let's just start with a quick question. Uh, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Kirith. Uh, I'm a third year university student at the University of Sydney studying the Bachelor of Advanced Computing. Um, my majors are in marketing and information systems. And uh, I know Sahaj and the podcast, I guess, through uh, having attended North Sea Boys uh, at the same time he was there. All right. Great to hear. Okay. Um, so, in your opinion... What is the importance of having an open-minded university, whether it be subjects, activities, etc.? Yeah, I think um, it's important to uh, approach university with an open mindset because uh, high school can be quite a rigid environment for a lot of students and uh, university might be the first chance they have to kind of break free or open up. It's why a lot of students end up taking a, a gap year after high school, essentially, to just kind of break the mold and, and go experience life a bit more outside the classroom. Um, so I think it's really important that when you approach university, just be willing and open to try new experiences because university is where a lot of people say they find themselves, right? And you only find yourself through being open to trying any new experiences that are we pretty obviously engaging you and who knows, you might discover something new about the people around you or more importantly about yourself. I like that answer. <laughs> so essentially, I, I really like what you said about, you know, people generally find themselves in university. Because um, I'd say, at least from what I've heard from people I've interviewed, um, university has a lot of like opportunities, a lot more maybe than high school, for example. And it really yeah. allows you to, yeah. I guess, maybe express yourself and your interests, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I'd probably add to that, that um, unlike high school and in, in university, it's really what you pursue that makes a big difference. Um, so if you, yeah, you have that open mindset, but maybe you attach a bit of that pursuit uh, mindset as well, you probably get a lot further. Because in high school, things can be handed to you a lot. Um, whereas in university, if you're open-minded and then you actually go after what you uh, are interested in or looking for, you'll probably get a lot more out of it than you could in any other environment space. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So next question. How should students prepare and gear themselves towards university during COVID? Well, obviously, the transition to uh, online learning has been... Uh, difficult for both students and teachers in many ways. But I think now in 2021, um, more than a year onwards, I think there's a few things that, that people can take note of. And I think the adjustment's a lot easier now. So I think um, university itself kind of took a big shock, maybe more so than, than schooling did in the change to COVID because um, high school is still important where you have your different subjects and uh, you're kind of in an interactive format, like you're in the classroom with a teacher and you're discussing maybe doing group work with other students, whereas university has a very rigid format that probably has been changed for decades, if not centuries, which is that you have a lecture 
you attend there, you take your notes, you learn a concept, and then you go to a tutorial or a lab, depending on what field you're in, um, where you kind of maybe do some group work or work on questions or activities relating to that concept. Obviously, with uh, COVID, lectures change completely because why would people attend a two-hour live lecture when it's going to be recorded and uploaded and they can watch it at double the speed later? And even more important than that, why attend a two-hour lecture when you can watch a YouTube video in 30 minutes that can cover the same concept? So I think my first thing would be to really be um, go further than the resources a university provides because, yes, you can learn from your two-hour lecture, but um, there's actually going to be a lot of online resources that you can uh, kind of learn from or apply from even before your course starts um, to make sure you're, in, you're ready to go when the university semester starts. Um, I think as well you should know what options exist. Right. So as in this is more to do with the timetabling side, I'd say. So as in um, you want to be taking classes at a time that's convenient for you. You don't have to go for the 8 a.m. lectures in an online environment. You can definitely um, sleep in if need be. Right. Um, but just knowing your options as well around which universities offer different things. Right. Especially now um, with the universities kind of having this change their system. Different universities are offering different programs to appeal students. So really do your research. You know, you don't have to go for top universities necessarily because there might be online universities or online courses that are better suited out there um, for students to take or even online options that can be done alongside the uni degree. Um, I think thirdly, be ready for the projects because group projects unfortunately are still a part of uh, uni life um, during COVID and unfortunately they're online. So really try and engage with your group members. Like it's pretty tough. I, myself being in the second week now, in the last uh, week I've had to form group uh, groups and find partners in group projects, which is very tough when everyone's got their cameras off um, and um, muted in their mics. So really pay attention to the chat groups. Put yourself out there. I think it's really important if you want to get the best out, get the most out of it. You put yourself out there and you'll find others um, who will be able to respond to that. Um, and I think the last thing I'd say is lockdown can seem tough and, and COVID and this online learning environment can seem tough, but it's definitely a chance to explore different hobbies. Um, I know a friend who has basically learned the entire guitar solo uh, to a, a song, a, a seven-minute long song, because of just the lockdown environment. He's been stuck at home, and so he's decided to spend an hour each day doing it, and he's done it in the last two months, um, which is pretty good for a non-guitar player um, or a, a novice. So I think, yeah, be ready to pursue your hobbies alongside this and, and really try and get the most out of your time in lockdown. Mm. So how do you... Um, I'm not sure this is fully in the questions, but... I think a question that I would just have is how would, how do you distribute your time in a way during a day? Um, like with university and your hobbies, how do you like usually distribute all that? Yeah. So it's, it's a good question. Um, I actually did an activity the other week where I was just curious about the, the timing of the day. So I wrote down, you know, 24 hours in the day and I tried to uh, actually have it here. Let me pull it out. I tried to write down the, um, the amount of time I spent on different activities. So I put down nine for sleep. Um, put down uh, one for miscellaneous activities. Um, I put down one hour for self-time, one hour for exercise, one hour for eating. And I looked at my time and, and that adds up to, uh, I think, 13 hours. Yes, 13. So I had 11 hours left in the day um, for classes and other things. And so I really thought um, it's important that no matter what I'm doing in this space, I have to reach those, I have to achieve those 13 hours that I've set out there. I have to have mm. nine yeah. hours of sleep that miscellaneous time I put there, I have to have my one hour of self-time and I put in there things like reading, um, which is a passion for me, or writing reviews of anything I've, I've watched or read lately, 
one hour of exercise has to be achieved each day um, and, and one hour of obviously eating and food and just I think the food activity is a bit different because I, I want to enjoy my food. I don't want to be working while eating at the same time. Um, so I think if you can figure out what you want to achieve each day and prioritize those things clearly, then the rest of the 11 hours, similar to, I think, Parkinson's law that you, you actually did a, a student episode on earlier, um, the rest will fill out. So to give you a better answer and a shorter answer to your question, um, my typical day would probably look like having two um, one-hour work calls, um, either in the morning or afternoon, um, probably spending about four hours to six hours in class and then another four hours uh, studying or completing any tasks or homework. And then, again, the other hours are everything I mentioned there, um, plus just some self-time and time with others around. Gotcha. Yeah, I think um, you know, scheduling a day and try to keep those, I guess, quarters in a sense for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think it's important, like just all around, like even in high school, even with us right now, I feel like we, we, we get a lot of information about how exercise is important, how doing lots of stuff just to keep you, you know, mentally there is really important. And yeah, I, I guess it really carries over to uni as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The miscellaneous time includes things like just having a shower. Like it can be easy to forget about it um, when you're stuck at home, but I think it's really important to keep having that routine and try and tick these off every day. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. So uh, the next question I would have for you is, if I was to put, let's say, 10 people together who were all deemed to be successful in university, what do you think would be three common characteristics or mindsets that would be common among them? Yeah, um, I think the three things that are really important to, to succeed in uni and then, I guess, beyond would be an independent work mindset um the ability to keep track of everything and thirdly the ability to or the time to look towards the future um so expanding on these things so the first thing rela- relating to independent work um it's easy in high school to be a lazy individual especially in the group environment because your teachers are there your classmates are there everyone's just reminding you and pushing you and you've got homework due you know every day the next day and your teachers actually crack on you and follow up on this in university you don't have that same uh, kind of oversight, right? There's no one really following up on you individually, especially in classes where you have hundreds, if not thousands of uh, other students um, and other people taking the course, all with different life situations and circumstances. You know, it's, it's easy to complain, but it's not easy uh, to, to kind of make your time back. So you need to have an independent work mindset, which just means people I know who have done the best in university have been the people who just get things done. You know, if there's a task assigned, if there's work to be done, they just get it done. They find a way in their own individual hectic life or non-hectic lifestyle to just get it done. And I think that's really important to just have that inner drive. You just know what you have to do, the minimum, right? And you have to complete that work. Um, My second thing would be keeping track of everything because the first point can become detrimental if all your life is, is just completing your uni work. If you're just focused on getting your work done day in, day out, and you don't have a life, basically, it's going to be really tough for you to succeed in uni and probably will hurt your mental health um, and your, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, yourself um, more than anything else. So it's important that you keep track of everything, which means keeping track of not just your studies, but, you know, what else is happening in your life, your family, your friends, your hobbies, just making sure that your university years aren't slipping by with you just spending your time studying because you want to enjoy your time while you're at university as well. And then the third thing um, might be the most important in, in 10 years' time, which is the looking towards the future aspect, you know? 
Um, the ones who are going to be most successful in university aren't the ones who are going into class, completing their work, and then hanging out with their friends and then going home. Like, yes, that, that is enough to enjoy your uni life, but you have to be constantly looking towards the future. If it's not monthly or every week, just cutting out some time to think about which connections you're making um, with your friends or with professionally with uh, tutors or people um, in the industry, thinking about like work roles you want to look for and apply for um, and where you're kind of, you can take your skill set. Mm. Yeah, no, I really liked what you said about the, um, I guess, the independence and the inner drive, because yeah. I guess in the long run, that really is all that can keep you going. And I think that really plays into the idea of the motivation versus discipline thing, where it's sure you can search up motivational videos every couple, like every couple of days to try to keep yourself going. But it really is that inner discipline, that self-discipline that gets you going. Yeah, 100%. And uh, looking towards the future, the connections and the thing. Um, yeah, 100%. I'd say that as well. <laughs> and yeah, keeping track of everything as well. So I guess once more time into this idea of scheduling your stuff, yeah. making sure it's all in order, just so that your brain doesn't have to, you have to rely on just your brain remembering everything. And yeah, keeping you, definitely, track everything. you definitely don't want it all in your head. You want to have paper, template, um, Excel spreadsheets, something out there that you're using to just um, keep track of everything. Yeah. Okay, so my next question would be, how do different years of university differ, both academically and generally? So it's, a, it's an interesting question because um, for me, university has actually gone easier as time has gotten on. I found first year to be the absolute hardest, um, and that was partially due to the adjustment from a high school environment into the very open university environment, and I think also partially because of my adjustment in what I was learning. Um, with my degree in computing, I found the first year to be extremely difficult as I adjusted to programming, mathematical logic, and, and spending a lot of time diving deep into that area, whereas in high school, maths was one subject of many that I did. Um, so basically, to give, a, to give a bit of an overview, university, yeah, uh, depending on which one you attend, um, your year looks like having two semesters or three trimesters um, with little breaks. And at the end of each semester or trimester, you have a assessment block which is similar to the high school assessment block you get a week or a few days of stuvac um, student vacation to study beforehand um no classes and then you kind of just do your final exams most of them worth around 50 percent of your final mark in each course um what i would say is different to high school is that i loved in the hsc when you had those uh, assessment notifications with the clear syllabus guidelines and, and marking criteria in university you'd be lucky to get uh, a notification of that sort you get told you've got a final exam. You maybe have one lecture, the last week lecture in week 13 for me, um, where the lecturer of the or unit coordinator for the course will run through what the key uh, kind of content is. But you don't really get a clear idea of like, this is what to do to get the most marks. It's really very vague and, and can be sometimes subjective almost. Um, so you just have to be prepared for whatever you get, um, which is why I think it's important a lot of students might place a lot of hope in their final exam to, to carry their mark through for the end of the year, but you really don't want to put that trust in there because I guess almost similar to the HSC, it's easy to mess up one um, kind of assessment block, but if you do well in all the others, it should lift your overall mark up. So it's really important to just stay on top of that. I think more generally as well, um, I find that first year gets a lot of attention in university for when you want to make connections, make friends, join societies. And I feel like as you go on, in university, the societies and, I guess, um, clubs don't actually focus as much on second and third year. So it's really more for me in my third year, joining a new, actually joining a new society in my second year as a, 
as a sub-premier member. And then now my third year, I'm looking towards um, which societies are running online events. It's important for you to actually put yourself out there, especially after that first year, because um, just people really don't care about <laughs> second and third years as much as first years. Okay, that's um, Yeah, for sure. Um, once more, putting yourself out there, which I think is a good idea. So would you say like, uh, so generally you would say, at least for you, it got like relatively easier in terms of like, would it be like adjusting to the adjusting like to university life or would it be like in terms of your workload like how would like yeah, i think that's a good question how does your like how has your workload kind of went away changed throughout your years yeah i think that's that's a good point i think it's it's both so with the workload aspect i wouldn't say the amount of work i have now is a lot more than the amount of work i had in my first year but the, the type of work, which was very different to me in my first year, uh, programming and, and getting uh, around this kind of like idea of uh, logic-based problem solving, um, that was very new to me and took a lot more time out of my, uh, my day and my week um, in the first year. Whereas now I'm much more used to these kinds of questions. I'm much more used to the type of activities and tasks required of me. And I feel like I can get it done in a lot less time, even though the actual maybe content hasn't changed, my own ability to complete it has changed over time yeah okay that's nice to hear um so the next question i have for you is i think a question a lot of a lot of high school students would have so how does life differ after high school yeah well i mean the the classic cliche um statement about high school is like you know your best years are in high school you know and then or sometimes you might hear that about university but you know people always say it's all downhill after high school um especially when you go to school like NSB, where it is a really great experience for, for most students who, who come out there. Um, for me, and I guess for everyone, high school is a huge change um, from you. Sorry, leaving high school is a huge change um, in your life. Um, without a central meeting spot, it's really hard to maintain a lot of the friendships that you had. So I would say that day to day in high school, I was talking to 20, 30, 40, 50 people in the grade, you know, saying hello, having these connections. And Probably now I'd say I can count on one hand the amount of uh, students from my high school that I speak to um, as often. And yeah, maybe I do maintain 10 to 20 connections, but um, it's a lot harder to go further than that because without that central meeting spot, it's really on you to kind of, you know, reach out to your friend, ask them to catch up, work around both your schedules with uni classes and work, especially between different universities, um, and obviously manage all your responsibilities on top of that. So it's, it is a big difference, um, but it, relies more on you, again, deciding what's important, prioritizing uh, who you want to keep in touch with, and really just making the continual effort to, to keep up, like meeting up, you know, once every three months, if it is that, uh, once every few weeks, um, if they're not obviously in the same class or university environment as you. Mm. <laughs> okay, so um, I think the next question I'd have for you is, what is something you wish you did differently in your first year or two of university? Yeah. Um, so the way university works is, yep, you have your lecture, you've got your tutorials, um, and then you've got, you know, a lot of optional kind of questions or they provide you additional exercises which aren't worth much. Um, most uni students just kind of brush these off. You know, as soon as you say this lecture is not mandatory, this class is not, uh, you know, need to do graduate, you know, you've got those memes of, it will just disappear from the room instantly. <laughs> and I think that for me, what I, what I wish I did differently in my first year or two of university is I was quite weak at um, programming. 
Um, and for me, I did brush off these optional exercises because it was something I was weak at and I didn't find that much enjoyment out. And I wish I'd actually done uh, all the optional tasks and treat them as non-optional for me because that would have helped me uh, acclimatize and, and learn a lot quicker than, than what I did actually end up doing. So really not treating the optionals as optionals and just trying to make the most of my own learning experience. Um, probably the second thing I wish I'd done more differently is uh, spent more time on campus, especially, you know, with the situation that's had. So really since 2019, my first year in university, I, I've been to campus probably 10 more times um, in the last year and a half, uh, which is quite sad, especially when you go to a university like University of Sydney, where you've got a huge campus, great rooms and facilities. Um, it's something I, I really wish I'd, I'd spent more time at and I'm hoping to spend more time at um, post-lockdown. Mm. that's nice to hear <laughs> so okay that's nice to hear okay so um hmm. you know what I, I yeah okay so i think i'll ask you this this final question then yeah well, this is completely open to interpretation you can answer however you want sure what's the dream right well just what's the dream that's it yeah, just watch the dream. I think when I was going through high school, I had a list of goals. Um, and I, I did have very clear dreams, um, whether they were in the sporting field, music, um, obviously trying to get into university and, and get a good um, HC result. Um, but, but once I kind of broke free of that, um, apart from, you know, professional goals of like jobs you want to get to and stuff, I think it's my dream was related more to uh, – a vague idea of just maybe moving to the US and, and living with my partner there, um, working to, uh, there and just uh, making a living. It's, it's very vague, but I think that would be my end goal dream. Um, and I think I've left my dream so vague and open because just like you leave high school and go from a rigid environment to an open environment, you know, anything could happen. Uh, I've had um, unexpected, you know, job offers and unexpected opportunities to talk with professionals and I think that I just want to leave my dream very vague and open because I know that some pathways will probably be unexpected and just pop up to me and take me there hmm. all right um so thank you for hopping onto the podcast it's been really nice talking with you um no thank you for your amazing responses I, I actually learned a lot myself as well so yeah Jeez. um well yeah I guess that's it thank you so Cheers. much for, for having me no problem. And that was the interview with Kirith. I personally learned a lot about university's education system and how it has taken a massive hit due to COVID. I hope you all found this an informative interview and that wraps up episode six. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.